does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Glad you could join us. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brendan King, Brad Huber, the A-team is back. The band is back, so to speak. Brad Huber, obviously, doing some serious lifting. Uh, Also, Brad, you had a little PA work with Monrovia's girls. Excuse me. let's Let's go to the man himself, Brendan King. Scoreboard update. Coach, thanks so much. Great to be with you and Brad on sectional championship Friday. We have some confirmed regional games as we give you all the scores. Here are a few games that you will see next week. Fort Wayne Lures over Eastside 35-21, which means they will see Bluffton a week from now. Bluffton beating Eastbrook by a touchdown, 42-35. It's Bluffton's first sectional championship since 1988 in regional next week. Fort Wayne Lures and Bluffton, that's Class 2A. Also in Class 2A, Lytton Stockton rolls along, beating Sullivan 33-24. Their next opponent, LaPelle, who defeats Heritage Christian by a penny, 21-20. Other scores from 2A, Lafayette Central Catholic over Rochester. That's a 24-8 final. And in a 10-7 win, Triton Central beats Cecina. Hard-nosed ball game between those two up to class 3a monrovia has a confirmed opponent for regional they will see owen valley owen valley crushes pike central 56 to 9 after monrovia they defeat danville 19 to 14 lawrenceburg over batesville 33 7 their next opponent southridge who beats heritage hills 42-14. It was Shatard blasting Garen Catholic 49-13. They await the winner of Norwell and Yorktown. Knox 42, Jimtown 21. They're waiting for West Lafayette and Hanover Central to go final. Other scores from Class 4A coming in. It was Northridge beating Northwood 34-17. Their next opponent will be either New Prairie or Hobart. And East Central, a shutout of Martinsville 47 47- Two nothing. They'll get either Evansville Memorial or Boonville in Class Five A. Boy, this is going to be a fun game. Mishawaka and Fort Wayne Snyder next week after the Cavemen beat Concord thirty eight seventeen, and Fort Wayne Snyder squeaks by Fort Wayne North twenty five to twenty one in Class Six A. Talk about fun games. You're going to get some HSE versus Westfield in regional. HSE 35, Fishers 13, and Westfield defeats Noblesville 42-21. You know, that feels a lot like the World Series where it's kind of the Houston Astros, the best team, the Philadelphia Phillies, the hottest team. Remember, remember Westfield was a 3-3 three and three team after six weeks. HSE is now 11-0. It has that kind of feel to it. You're still, you're going to get a battle of juggernauts next week. Westfield has been there, done that, big time in the tournament. Center Grove, all over Columbus North, 49-14. Brownsburg beats Avon for a second time this year. It's a final 56-21. And Carroll Fort Wayne over Warsaw, 34 
to 17. We'll check back with the high school scores a little bit later. Here's your college football Saturday. Tomorrow at noon, FBS action. It's Iowa at Purdue. Purdue off of bye. They last played Wisconsin a couple weeks back. Lost 35-24. Number 15, Penn State at Indiana at 3.30. That's nationally televised. The Hoosiers have now lost six straight after winning their first three games of the season and their last win against Western Kentucky on September 17th. Number four, Clemson at Notre Dame, 7.30 under the lights in South Bend. The Irish look for their third straight win. Remember, the last time the Irish played Clemson at home, it was in COVID Central 2020. Notre Dame won, beat a freshman, DJ Ua Agale. As for the Indianapolis Colts, 1 o'clock on Sunday, the Colts are 3-4-1. They match up with the New England Patriots. Sam Ellinger's second start. First on the road, no Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. Shaq Leonard once again on a quote-unquote pitch count. No Matt Ryan. Quiddy Pay will be back for the Colts. Will we see a whole lot of Deion Jackson? We'll have to see tomorrow. And the Pacers beat the Heat 101-99. Buddy Heald, 24 points. I'm Renny King. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Driven to SaveLives.org. Sign up today. Help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. No age limits. No health restrictions to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. There are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Very important website, again, driven, the number two, savelives.org. Brendan King, plenty of football scores. What caught your eye? We got overtime games. We've had one or two, right? Coach, we've had one overtime game. That was Columbia City in what was arguably maybe the best of the tournament so far over Leo, 27-21. Again, that required extra time. But this actually just came into the studio. Yorktown by a penny over Norwell. It's a final of 42-41. Yorktown wins. Their next opponent will be Chittard. So you get Yorktown Chittard next week. That is... I mean, Coach, you're looking at these regional games and up and down the tournament, 1A, 6A, I don't care. I mean, you're seeing some great ball games coming through next week. It should be fun. Well, they're supposed to be. We're playing for a championship. You know what You know what I mean? That's the, the whole idea. Uh, You've you played for championships, so have I. Uh, it's one of, those, one of those nights that you'll remember for your entire life. And as we've said, Paul Condry and I say it uh, literally every time we do a show. Uh, we've talked about it from the start of football until now. Balance has been the key word for high school football in our state. It is a balanced, very balanced year for high school football. And uh, we're just lucky to be a part of it. And I think that's one of the things And you look around tonight. It's uh, uh, most of the higher-seeded teams, so to speak, higher-ranked teams have managed to uh, get to where they are, but uh, things, you know, when you get to championships and you get into the regionals, we all understand it gets exponentially more difficult to win uh, because uh, of the balance and the uh, parity that we seem to have right now. I think it was Greg Rakestraw that you were talking to, Coach, at the start of the year, and I think multiple people made this point, but not only in Class 6A, but just kind of around the state, it was 
pretty much anybody's game, especially early on in the season. That can be any year in high school football, but especially, I don't think anybody jumped right, off the page. It's right. like, all right, we'll see them here at Lucas Oil Stadium on November the 26th, right? I mean, I don't think you could pinpoint that for anybody from week one or week two, no. and we're, we're continuing to see that. Right. All right, so you have in front of you, you probably have it better than I do, but uh, we do have, at least we know some matchups next week for regionals, correct? We do, Coach, and another final score just rolled into the studio. Cathedral over Lawrence Central. That's a 20-piece, 33-13, meaning, Coach, next week you will see the Brownsburg Bulldogs versus the Cathedral Fighting Irish for a regional championship right here around the city of Indianapolis. <laughs> and I guess on the flip side of that coin, you're going to get HSE versus Westfield next week, and I made the comment during the update that feels a lot like the World Series where right. the Houston Astros yeah. are arguably the best team in the league and the Philadelphia Phillies are the hot team, right? Well, HSE is 11-0. Westfield was a 3-3 three and three team after six weeks, and give credit to Jake Gilbert's team. I mean, they they have gotten perfectly hot at the right time of the year, and uh, they're going to play for a regional next week. I love it. I think it's, it's, it's fantastic when, you know, you see teams uh, stay together. I mean, think about it. When you're, you, you lose games early, young kids, um, I always like to say they have two, two directions they can go. You can, you can, you can get better or you can, you can go south, so to speak. And so you, you love how teams turn it around. You also love how teams just stay the course, get better and better and start playing their best football at this particular time of year. And I, I know it's cliched, but I congratulate everyone tonight. If you didn't win, congratulations to you and your teammates and your coaches and your families. And if it's your last game, uh, I'm sorry you didn't win. And I know it's painful, and it will get more painful for you. Uh, trust me when I tell you that time, uh, you'll be able to handle it. But it's not easy right now with all those years of dedication and all that buy-in from you and the family, so it comes to a screeching halt. So it's a situation where you're to be applauded for doing all the things you did. You remember when that hockey career ended? It was brutal, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had to go home and cry to my mom's shoulder, seriously. I mean, like after I knew I was done playing sports. But, hey, I mean, that's that comes along for everybody, right, Coach? Right. Well, for me, it was, uh, you know, I, when I played my last football game, I had my SAT the next morning at 8 o'clock in the morning, and I Oof. had basketball practice that, that afternoon at 2 o'clock. All right, we'll be back with you in a second. At Bex, we are and will remain farmers at heart. This is Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Scores continue to float into the studio. Let's hit Andrean and Bremen, where Andrean picks up a 56-13 win. Of course, Andrean last year, the Class 2A state champions, led by their talented running back and linebacker Drake Bowen. Bowen is on his way to the University of Notre Dame. He's trying to win two straight state championships. But in his way, Lafayette Central Catholic, that will be the opponent. For Andrean, LCC over Rochester, 24-8. In Class 1A, this was a really good game on paper, but give credit to Indianapolis Lutheran, who rocks Covenant Christian 56 to nothing. Lutheran moves on. They'll match up with Providence. Providence over Tecumseh, 21-7. Lutheran, Covenant Christian, that was the battle of the last 
two 1A state champions. Of course, coming at Christian, winning in uh, 2020, and now Lutheran, a state championship a year ago, but Lutheran trying to march on and win two straight. North Decatur, they blast Knightstown 56-6. They wait on Sheridan and Hagerstown to go final. Also a shutout for North Judson, whitewashing Culver 54-0. Their opponent will be either Park Tudor or Traders Point Christian. Carroll Flora 47, West Central 6. They are waiting for Adam Central and Northfield to go final. If you got scores, tweet at us at IND Sports Talk. You can find my Twitter at BKing Sports. Join the conversation. It's sectional championship Friday. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Westfield. Sectional championship tonight, 42-21 winners over Noblesville. Westfield's Jake Gilbert joins me. Coach, congratulations on the sectional championship tonight. Thanks, Bob. Ecstatic for our, our program. That is good. I'm really happy. Thank you. You know, you should be because you have a young group of guys who just – love one another, love to play football, and are getting better and better every day they hit the every day they go and play. Yeah, um, we're just an improving team. I wouldn't have thought we would have been here earlier in the season. We just had so much to clean up. Um, but kudos to our guys. and you know, I, I really felt like our seniors kind of led us tonight, made the plays that they needed to make. Dylan Thieneman was tremendous. Cole Ballard just made a ton of clutch runs and plays that he had to make to move the chains, and then we would score later. And then a couple of our younger guys, Andrew Liske had a punt return for a touchdown. Kendall Garnett uh, ran the ball super well again. Just really, really pleased with all of our guys. So 42-21, when do you, when do you take command of this? When do you get a little separation tonight? Well, it's 14-14 at half. We really only had one possession in the first half because we scored, um, we got wow. stopped, we ran the ball, the punt back for a touchdown, and then they were, you know, they had the ball, they eat up clock like crazy. So by the time we got the ball back, there was about a minute left into the win, and we really couldn't couldn't get it going. So we really only had one actual offensive possession in the first half. It's fourteen to fourteen. We couldn't stop them very well. They had three possessions, scored on two of the three. But the second half, you know, I, I thought we got the momentum going. We got a couple of takeaways. We got an onside kick. We uh, we made, you know, we're better defensively for sure. And then offensively, you know, we just needed a few more possessions. And we kind of got some rhythm going and were able to run the ball and make some plays. And it was good. Did you did you change anything at halftime, or did your guys just come out determined to execute better than they had in the first half? Well, um, we made a couple of adjustments on uh, on defense, not not major things, but just some tweaks, and I do think it helped. And uh, you know, but the biggest thing was the takeaways. You know, they fumbled once, we got an interception, a huge play from mm-hmm. the team. Then offensively, we had another lineman go out. Uh, so, you know, our guys just had to kind of step up. And we just needed the ball more on offense. I don't think there was any adjustments. It was just we needed to get the ball. And, um, you know, that, it was just huge to get the onside and the, and the takeaways to give ourselves 
those extra opportunities with the football against their ball control offense. So we've got it to 40. Uh, gutty decision to go on. A, go. go ahead, Coach. Any question? Yeah. Any question about making the uh, the onside kick? Uh, you know, a little bit of a roll of the dice. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone's ever confused me for a riverboat gambler out there, but we were into the wind. The wind was pretty significant. <laughs> we weren't stopping them. Their offense uh, is just a, not not a great matchup for us, to be honest, Coach. And so we were struggling to stop them. So felt like it was worth the the chance and. Um, so we had two on sides. We got one of the two. And, uh, again, if nothing else, it just gave us some time for our defense to rest, uh, which, you know, helped us there get off the field, if nothing else. All right, so the matchup next week is one I know you know a lot about. HSC with a win should be a tremendous game. Absolutely. Those guys are, are a tremendous team. So we played – uh, earlier in the year, they beat us by five at our place. Uh, obviously, last year, you know, we knocked them out of the tournament in, in last-second fashion. And, right. Uh, they beat them a couple times last year, and we won the conference. Well, they beat us this year, and they won the conference, and they're ranked number one and all those. So th- the games have been very tight over the last couple of years. I think Mike Kelly and his staff are tremendous. Uh, that's a great program. They certainly have our respect. Um, not shocked at all that they're in this position. Uh, definitely happy that we're in this position and just very grateful for the opportunity to play another week. Jay Gilbert from Westfield. They win their sectional 42-21 over Noblesville tonight, taking on Hamilton Southeastern next week. Jake, thank you so much for the call. Good luck next week. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Darren Fisher from Whiteland joins us. Whiteland wins their sectional 24-0 over Franklin Community tonight. Coach, thanks so much for the call. Congratulations on an impressive win this evening. Thank you, Bob. It was a, it was a great night to be a Whiteland Warrior, that's for sure. Our kids played their tails off. Great night to be a Whiteland Warrior on the defensive side of the football. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that's an impre- that's yeah, impressive. That's impressive. You know, you you go into a sectional championship. Yeah. Uh, you know, they they um, you know, Franklin is Franklin's a good football team and uh, you know, they're they've got some weapons on offense, but we we made a decision, you know, last weekend that, you know, going into this tournament, we're going to be we're going to be on the attack and we're going to be aggressive. And, uh, you know, I think we really did a nice job of, um, you know, taking away the space that they would use to do the things they wanted to do. And we really tried to just sell out and stop the run and make them throw the football. And uh, I thought defensively we did great. Our special teams coordinator, Zach Rudolph, did a fantastic job. We recovered an onside kick. We converted a fourth down on a fake punt deep in our own end. And, uh, you know, we just we just wanted to be on the attack. And, uh Offensively, Kevin Denham threw two big touchdown passes, uh, one to, to Gunner Hicks right before the half that extended our lead. We had a three-to-nothing lead um, with about a minute to go in the first half. Um, we had a great route to, to Gunner Hicks, and then we came out the first drive of the second half and hit a great route to Cam Cooper. And, uh, again, that's our offensive kids being um, 
taking advantage of what the defense gives you. And uh, it was tough sledding tonight in between the tackles, but uh, our guys on the perimeter, our perimeter guys ran well and, and ran great routes and caught the football. And it's all, you know, we have a good trigger man. Kevin Denham does a great job. So um, it was it was really a team win. It was really, really a team win. You heard my conversation with Jake Gilbert talking about the onside kick. So you get a fake punt, you get an onside kick. Uh, you know, you know, a lot on the line in a sectional championship. Uh, and your kids have you have great confidence in what your kids can do, especially when you're playing defense like this. So why not make some of these moves? Uh, you know, Jake and I have been friends a long time, and you would put me in the same boat as not being a riverboat gambler, but. Um... You know, the, the situation, they've got a great – Franklin's got a great athlete returning kicks. And, uh, you know, our kickoff team, we played a lot of good games. Tom Carpenter, our kickoff team coach, did a great job. We played a lot of games with them, and we were able to recover one of them, and we really uh, kept the field position down uh, for them. They didn't have great starting field position all night. And, um, you know, you just we, we had just made a decision that we were not going to be passive. We were going to be – the aggressor in the tournament. We're going to be aggressive, and uh, you know, we're, we're we're not trying to not lose. We're trying to win the football game, and mm-hmm. uh, our kids have really bought into it, and and so far so good. All right, you take on my Quakers next week. Yeah, you know, I'm I am I am happy for Brian Woodard. I have known Brian a long time. Um, and I am very happy for right. Brian Woodard that in his final season he was able to come through with that. You know, I'll be happy for him until tomorrow, and then uh, tomorrow we'll get started. You know, I, <laughs> I you know, the midstate the midstate right. conference is is unbelievably difficult, and playing anybody twice as hard, um, especially a really good opponent right. like Plainfield. And uh, you know, our first game was. Uh, you know, we, we were able to win the first one, and uh, so now we're going to have to turn around and do it again. Um, you know, but right now we are uh, we're going to enjoy this one. You know, the 24-hour rule is in effect, and we're going to enjoy this right. one and, right. uh, you know, get ourselves get ourselves healed up tomorrow and, uh, you know, start correcting mistakes and then look ahead. You know, tournament time is tournament time's an awful lot of fun. And, uh, you know, our, our student section was phenomenal tonight. Our town was great. Yeah, Darren, um, it was. I yeah. just it, 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 right. it was a great night to be a White and Warrior. Well, I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. What's impressive here on Sectional Championship Friday in five of the six levels in Indiana high school football, there is at least one team that appeared in the state championship still left in the tournament. This year in Class A, Adams Central and Indianapolis Lutheran still alive. Adams Central beating Northfield 41-13. They match up with Carol Flora next week. Lutheran shuts out Coveted Christian 56-0. Remember, Coveted Christian just won a state title a couple years ago. Lutheran faces Providence next week. In Class 2A, last year's state championship was between Andrean and Evansville Modern Day. Andrean crushes Bremen 56-13, and Modern Day picks up a shutout, a whitewash of North Posey 35 to nothing. 3A is where the parody is. Some games tonight. Owen Valley over Pike Central 56-9. Their next opponent, Monrovia, who defeats Danville 19-14. Up in Class 4A from last year, the state championship was Mount Vernon, Fordville, and Northridge. Well, Northridge still alive. They beat Northwood tonight 34 
to 17. In Class 5A, of course, Indianapolis Cathedral is now in Class 6A. Regardless, Cathedral with a win, 33-13 over Lawrence Central, which means next week you will see Cathedral against Brownsburg. The Bulldogs crush Avon 56-21, as well HSE over Fishers 35-13, and Westfield tops Noblesville 42-21. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Sectional 6 tonight goes to Cathedral. They beat Lawrence Central 33-13. The ISC's Greg Rakestraw on the call of that game. Greg took a couple of explosive teams, talented teams, but the Irish too much tonight for Lawrence Central. Yeah, they were, and the difference, I thought, was turnovers. There were three of them committed by Lawrence Central, one an interception on their opening drive that set up a short field that Cathedral would score on, Danny O'Neill to Jerron Tibbs for an eight-yard touchdown. To LC's credit, they would answer immediately back and, and make it 7-7, but would not score again until this game really had been decided and out of hand. And I thought LC defensively could hang with Cathedral, even though the Irish scored 33 points. I think LC played pretty well defensively, had six sacks, of Danny O'Neill, one of the top recruits in, in the state of Indiana. But I thought they couldn't make mistakes on offense, which they did, and they never were able to get Ahmad Duff, a young man that's a junior that's going to go play baseball at Alabama in a couple of years and one of the fastest football players I've seen this year. I thought they had to get him more involved in the game plan, too, and Cathedral just never allowed that to happen in the night's game. You know what? It's um, a, a Lawrence Central team, as you mentioned, has some – uh, playmakers, game breakers, so to speak, and to to limit them as they did. Cathedral played awfully well, and we talked about Danny O'Neill, and he understandably gets a lot of attention. But this is a team that's primarily, uh, you know, they are a very balanced team, but defensively they've been solid all year long. They have been, and again, you know, this is a team that I think they've got probably as good of high end talent as they had a year ago. They're probably not as good say from 1 to 22 as they were a year ago but they've got numerous division one recruits and again Danny is a junior so he has yet to make up his mind but you name the school he basically has an offer from them at this point but on defense you've got guys like Kendrick Gilbert that's going to Purdue Patrick Kendall that's going to go to uh, play at West Point as a nose guard Jerron Tibbs is a wide receiver uh, that is going to go play uh, at Purdue as well Caius Gargan had an interception earlier as one of the returning starters from last year, uh, you know, he's going to go play at, at Holy Cross next year. So, again, they're not as experienced 1 through 11 on both sides of the ball they were, the way they were a year ago. But they've right. got enough key playmakers on both sides where they are still a very dangerous football team. So is Cathedral in command of this the entire way, or do they have a certain spurt at some point? It, they put it away in the fourth quarter. You know, their running game, other than quarterback scam, scrambles from Danny O'Neill, really didn't get on track until the fourth quarter. They kind of wore down L.C. by that point in time. It was 14-7 at halftime, which is what the score was at the end of the first quarter. Cathedral goes on a long drive to start the third quarter. takes about five and a half minutes off the clock. They finish it with a 35-yard field goal, which is a story because their normal kicker in Aiden Fahey was injured and out tonight. So it was their backup kicker that made a pair of kicks of 35 and 30 yards and Chrysaloff in the third quarter. LC then was able to take mm-hmm. over inside of the Cathedral 20 on a bad punt snap, and that was the way the fourth quarter started. So it was 20-7 to 7 in favor of Cathedral, but LC had the football inside of the red zone 
They just never could generate enough offense in tonight's game. Didn't do anything with that short field. And kind of when that happened, you just kind of felt that all the momentum had swung towards Cathedral and they would eventually stretch to 33-7 before eventually winning 33-13. to Well, that sets up a pretty interesting matchup next week with Brownsburg. That's uh, <laughs> that's quite a game. That's a state championship-level game. Correct. And obviously they met in week number two, and that is Cathedral's lone loss, and it is a Brownsburg team. I think the only question about them, again, is the health of Jaden Whitaker, but obviously how they have played and what they have scored the last two weeks, even if he's not 100%, he's still pretty good, and that team is pretty good. So you've heard me say all year, it's, it's a year with balance in 6A, but I do feel that with, that Brownsburg's best is probably better than anybody else in 6A. But can Cathedral knock him off in Brownsburg next week? They absolutely can. I think that should be an absolute dandy. He is the best at what he does. It's Greg Rakestraw from the ISC Network. Tonight he has his call in sectional number six. Cathedral Beast Lawrence Central 33-13 taking on Brownsburg next week for the regional championship. Greg, thanks. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks, buddy. Kurt Darling from the IAC Network joins me on the call of sectional number 29, Monrovia, beating Danville 19-14. Kurt, thanks for the call. What a great game, and what what a two tremendous stories with Monrovia and Danville playing for a sectional championship tonight. Yeah, you mentioned it, Coach. Obviously, Monrovia coming in to the postseason on a seven-game losing streak after they're winning their first two games. They get through some tough opponents to get to this second right. championship tonight. Meanwhile, Danville, they have to go through seventh-ranked Tri-West and eighth-ranked Western Boone to get to the sectional championship. So a very improbable sectional final here tonight that played out. And uh, both of these teams, you know, they both played like teams that are just peaking at the right time. But uh, Monrovia, you know, they just mm-hmm. really moved the ball on the ground really well tonight. In fact, they actually had 265 yards on the ground in the first half alone. And so they take a 7 nothing lead early, but Danville's able to go right back at them. But they missed the extra point. So Monrovia able, is able to have a 7-6 lead early, but then Monrovia marches right back down the field again on the feet of uh, Brayton Belcher as well as Josie Hand. So they're up 13-6 to at halftime. Now keep in mind, Monrovia started the game with the ball, but so they had to kick the ball off to Danville to start the second half. Well, they decided they didn't want to do that. They go for an onside kick to start the second half. They recover. Unfortunately, they go three and out. So that sets up Danville with some excellent field position in the third quarter. And Danville's able to go downfield with Krista Benedetto as the backup quarterback. Now, Connor Soper played in the first half for Danville, but he had a lingering injury. So it was De Benedetto in the second half. They go downfield. They take a 14 to 13 lead at the end of the third quarter. But then, again, the Monrovia defense, they just come up big time early in the fourth quarter. They end up forcing a turnover on downs on Danville's next drive. They go downfield again. They score the game-winning touchdown with Josie Hand getting his second of the ballgame. He's only a sophomore, by the way. He had a career night tonight. And then Monrovia, they got a little bit of a scare from Danville down the stretch, but they had another big turnover on downs late. And Monrovia beats Danville for the first time in school history out of nine meetings ever between these two schools. And they also win their first sectional championship since 2016. 
Wow. Some impressive numbers, quite frankly. Just a great, you know what, you look at this and, and, and the story you're talking about, you've lost seven in a row coming in, uh, and, and you're, you're battling for a championship. And I know it's disappointing for everybody, but that's, that's why I like our tournament. I just like the fact that it's open and it's an, you know, it's a blind draw and everybody starts again. That's a perfect example of how you can do it. Well, yeah, and it just speaks to the unpredictability of that blind draw. I mean, if, if people talked about, you know, yeah. with all the yeah. talk about seeding the tournament and stuff, you know, you probably would have Tri-West and Weibo in this sectional final tonight, but both of those teams are out. So, two, you know, two teams that had really tough seasons, they get to the sectional final, and like, I, and like you said, Coach, it's just overcoming a whole bunch of different things. I actually talked to Coach Olsen earlier this week from right. Rovia, and he just talked about how they just needed to just reset mentally – Purdue Poly to start sectionals was a great way to do that, and so they have a lot of momentum right now. Kurt Darling on the call of sectional number 29. Monrovia wins it. Twenty, Excuse me, 1914 winners over the Danville Warriors. Kurt, thank you so much. Great report. Have a fantastic weekend. Thanks, Coach. You too. Coming up. We're going to spend more time talking about high school football, more games, more championships to talk about. Scoreboard update coming up with Brendan King here in just a few seconds as we continue to talk about championship Friday night. Don't forget college football tomorrow. Join us tomorrow night. We'll be talking a a lot about IU and their matchup with Penn State, also Purdue and their hosting Iowa. Clemson at Notre Dame tomorrow night. Ball State at Stone, North Dakota at Indiana State. We're going to talk about a lot of those games tomorrow night on our Saturday edition of Indiana Sports Talk. Plus, our conversation with Paul Condry recapping what's going on in the state of high school football tonight. Scoreboard update with Brendan King. This is the legendary Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We are getting to the point on sectional championship Friday where nearly everything is in and all regional games next week are set. So we'll start in Class 5A where everything is complete up to date right now. Merrillville crushes Hammond Central 52-8. to Merrillville takes on Valparaiso next week. Valparaiso 14, Chesterton 7. Elsewhere, Mishawaka, the cavemen of victory over Concord, 38-17. Mishawaka sees Fort Wayne Snyder a week from now. Snyder, 25. Fort Wayne North, 21. To the opposite end of the 5A bracket, a shutout for Whiteland over Franklin, 24-zip. Whiteland, Plainfield next week. Plainfield by a field goal over Decatur Central, 13-10. Bloomington South over Bloomington North in the battle, 28-7 next week. This is the score that just rolled in. All important. Castle defeats Evansville North 28-18. Bloomington South versus Castle. We will hit some scores that just rolled in from Class 1A. Park Tudor 49. Traders Point Christian 20. It is Park Tudor versus North Judson next week. North Judson shut out Culver 54-0. Adams Central 41. Northfield 13. Adams Central goes against Carroll Flora who beat West Central 47-6. I'm Brendan King with Network Indiana. Continue to send those scores at IND Sports Talk on Twitter.
Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Sectional 37 and that goes to Linton Stockton. They're number one in the uh, in uh, 2A. They beat Sullivan. The Golden Arrows lose this one tonight, 33-24 from WNDI in Sullivan. John Montgomery on the call of this game. John, thanks so much for taking the for taking time to call me and. This is a, a good, solid – these are two really good teams, and Linton Stockton kind of flexing their muscles a little bit tonight. Well, they're awfully good, Bob. They're, they're, they've got a quarterback that is uh, definitely an all-state candidate in Hunter Jennings, and he was very difficult to stop. I, I felt like our team played against Linton about as well as we could. We had some turnovers that really hurt us in the game in, in the first half, but we overcame it. We were down 7 nothing, led 10-7. to and then uh, end up uh, trailing at the halftime 21-17. to to 17. But in the second half, we had the ball first. We go down and score. We're up 24-21. And that score stays that way until about five minutes to go in the game. Mm. And Linton gets a drive down the field, and Jennings hits Logan Webb for a touchdown pass. And they take the lead, miss the extra point. So it's a three-point game. We get the ball back, but their defense stiffens up. We turn it over on downs. Jennings takes off on a touchdown run of 35 yards to seal it. But uh, the game was very, very tight. It, it could have really gone either way. Over 3,000 fans were here at Sullivan High School. It was a tremendous mm-hmm. atmosphere, mm-hmm. Bob. And, you know, you always hate to, to lose for sure, and you hate to lose at home, and you hate to lose sectional right. battle games. But, uh, you know, our kids did everything they could. They battled all the way to the end. I was real proud of them. But the Miners are a very good football team. John, when the season started, did you think that they would be playing for a sectional championship? I thought we had a shot. I really felt like Linton was the favorite team probably going into it, and I thought we would be the next team. And, you know, until the draw came out, we just didn't know when that matchup might take place. And we just felt like if we got them at home, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, who knows? And that might be uh, something to our advantage. Right. Where they beat us early in the year, forty to twenty, but even that game was a lot closer than what that score would indicate. And uh, so, I mean, it was a game that went back and forth. Our defense, I thought, played incredibly well, um, but their defense played well too, and they had to. They they got the stops when they needed them. But Hunter Jennings is a tremendous athlete at quarterback, and he's the real deal. And he's very difficult to stop. And now they're going to host Lapel. I mean, I I think Linton's got a very good shot to go all the way to Lucas Oil. I, I think it'll take a very, very good team to beat them. No, I think you're right. And um, you know, the, the bad thing about this, obviously, is career's in. You say goodbye to a tremendous senior class uh, who you know can take solace in the fact that they, they their last game they played for a championship, and not everyone gets a chance to do that. That's exactly right. We've got a set of triplets on this team, Bob, the Adams boys, and one's a quarterback and one's a wide receiver, and uh, and one will play defense, a little bit of offense. In fact, the other one uh, actually caught a touchdown pass tonight, but the, the other one's been a tremendous defensive player. Mm-hmm. These kids here <clears throat> give out so much effort. They have such a a tenacity to, to, to win, and it just kind of bled over the whole team, and, you know, our team didn't quit. We we lost five games this year, two to Linton, which is very good, one to Owen Valley, which is very good, mm-hmm. one to mm-hmm. a good Northview team, and one to a, right. what was a good team in Indian Creek. So 
you know, we, we take solace in the fact that we compete against some very good teams and we say goodbye to some seniors, but we have a great group of kids coming back and we still should be very competitive next year. He's John Montgomery from WNDI in Sullivan, one of our original eight stations when we started this 29 years ago. He has the call on Linton Stockton's 33-24 win over Sullivan in sectional 37. John, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You too, Bob. Thank you. Thanks so much. Coming up, short break, and we've got some more ball to talk about. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. So glad you could join us. We've got a lot more football to talk about coming up soon. We're going to talk more high school football. Brendan King will be bringing you those top-of-the-hour scoreboard updates that you you wait for. I'm sure he can get through uh, almost all these scores, and uh, we'll think about it. We'll, we'll try to get you matchups for next week for the regionals uh we're at that point uh also a reminder we've got girls basketball going on now get out and support your favorite team and your community uh busy weekend for them college basketball gets started soon as a matter of fact uh we got a kind of a busy um, great time of year, college football tomorrow, so a lot going on. Um, Monday, college basketball, New Orleans will be at Butler, IUPUI at Iowa State, Moorhead State at IU, Green Bay at Indiana State, Southern Indiana at Missouri, and Earlham will be at Ball State. On Tuesday, Milwaukee will be at Purdue, so kind of gives you an idea of what's happening. Uh, in college uh, basketball. It's that perfect time of year for all of us. College football tomorrow. We're going to be talking about a great number of these games uh, tomorrow night on the show. Yes, we're on Saturday nights. You know, we, we love having you join us on Fridays. We've loved it for 29 years. Similarly, 29 years, we've done a Saturday show. So, I love it when people say, hey, I can't wait to hear you on Friday night to give the uh, to talk about the games. I said, so do you join us on Saturday? Oh, I didn't know you were on Saturday. Yeah, well, we're on Saturday, too. Penn State at Bloomington, taking on IU, 3.30 tomorrow afternoon. Boilermakers hosting Iowa, an intriguing matchup. It's uh, They'll be slugging this one, and this will be in the trenches. IU has played well against Penn State, but they are, to say the least, they are struggling. The premier game, Notre Dame hosting Clemson. Clemson, really, really good. I think we know that. Uh, Notre Dame uh, has a challenge ahead of them, without question. Tuesday night, Brad Huber's Ball State Cardinals at Toledo. Tomorrow at 1, North Dakota at Indiana State. If you're over in the Wabash Valley area, go watch some ball. It should be a pretty good ball game. Division three tomorrow. Anderson will be at Bluffton. Also in Division one play, Butler on the road at San Diego. Back in Division three, Oberlin will be at DePaul. Mount St. Joseph will be at Franklin College. 
tailor it in Indiana West, in University of Indiana, Heights at Marion, St. Francis, Lawrence Tech, St. Thomas of Minnesota at Valpo, and Kenyon at Wabash. Top of the hour scoreboard update with Brendan King. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.